And we're starting a brand new series this morning for our Christmas season. And the name of our series is His Name Shall Be Called. His Name Shall Be Called. You know, thinking about the names recently and, uh, you know, the old saying is, well, what, what's in a name? What's in a name? Well, how many of you know there's a whole lot in a name? Names are really important to God. Uh, you think, for example, the name Abraham. Abraham means the father of many. Uh, Moses uh, means to pull out or to draw out of water. Uh, the name Joshua comes from Yeshua. Sound familiar? That's Jesus. And the name Joshua means to save. If you're familiar with uh, the story of Jacob and Esau, how that uh, Jacob deceived Esau, the name Jacob literally means deceiver, deceiver. And if we were to call a roll call of everyone's name here, and you, how many of you know your names are important to God? But every one of our names have an impact. There's history behind it. There's a story behind each and every one of our lives and each and every one of our names. You know, my name is Mark, and the word Mark means warrior. And uh, Brenda means fiery one. And I looked up, you know, her middle name is Raylene. And that comes from a German root word. And Raylene actually means counselor and protector. And then I looked up the word Edwards. It's broken down into E-A-D. E-A-D is prosperity and prosperous. And then word, our words, is warden or protector. So I married a fiery counselor, protector, prosperous warden. Amen. <laughs> and, and she protects me. And the Lord protects me. And I'm thankful for it. But think about it in a minute. You take the, word, the name Mark and Brenda, warrior and fiery. It's a pretty combustible relationship. But in a good way. Because we ignite and we spark one another. There's also some insane names. I mean, if you Google it, some of the crazy names that people have named their children. One named their child Nyquilla. I guess they needed some sleep. Nyquilla, think about that. Another, another name was Northwest. Another name is Apple. Think about it. And, and, and one little baby girl's name was Olive Garden. And if it had been a boy, it would have been Waffle House. And then, and then here's another one. Tim, first name, and then last name or middle name, Burr. B-U-R-R. Tim Burr! Well... In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, I want you to look over there. How many of you know it's good to be mindful of the names of God? Yeah. Isaiah 9, 6 says, For unto us a child is born. How many of you know that Jesus was born of a virgin? He had to be born. But he didn't come on the scene in eternity when he was born. He had pre-existed with the Father from before the foundation of the world. You see, because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and the same was in the beginning with God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. You know, I love how Micah puts it. In Micah, I believe it's the uh, 
fifth chapter, in the second verse, it says, But thou, Bethlehem, Epathra, though thou be little among thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me to be the ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old and from everlasting. So this child has been born. The son has been given to us. You see, God so loved us. You know, I can tell Brenda, I love you. But when I get up there and look right in her eyes and say, Honey, I so love you. That has greater impact. She might want to say, say that more often. But you see, God didn't just love us. He so loved us. He so loved us that He what? That He gave. Giving is the high expression of love. He gave you and I the gift of Jesus. That whoever would believe in Him, whoever call upon His name, would have everlasting life. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. How many of you know those names are familiar to us? But one name can by no means do justice to all that is entailed in the mighty name of Jesus. There's over 265 names in the Bible for Jesus, some of which are Savior, the way, the truth. He's the life. He's the door. He is the master. He is the great high priest. He's your living bread. He's our good shepherd. He's the Lamb of God, the light of the world. He is our healer. He is the Christ. He is our teacher. How about this one? He's your chief cornerstone. He's your advocate. He's your Lord. He's the bright and morning star. He is the soon coming King of kings and Lord of lords. Come on, somebody. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning, He is the end, and He is everywhere in between. He is omniscient, He is omnipotent, He is is almighty God. My, 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 my. All that He is, and all that He does, and all that He is able to do in our lives is contained in that name which is above every name. Brenda alluded to it, but I want you to have your eyes rest on Philippians 2, verses 9 through 11. Let's look at this. Wherefore, God has highly exalted him and given him not a name, but the name, which is above every name. His name is above any name that comes against you. That at the name of Jesus... Every, come on somebody, ha ha ha, every, every, every knee should bow. Not those, not only those that who have willingly bowed their knee to him, but those from decades past and centuries past, the Caesars of the past, the Pharaohs of the past, the kings of the Medes, the kings of the Persians, the kings in the Roman government, they're going to bow their knee. Hallelujah. And they're going to recognize 
this matchless name above every name. Every knee should bow of things, literally beings in heaven and beings in the earth and beings under the earth. And that every, read it with me, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. There's power in his name. There's healing in his name. There's life in his name. There's deliverance in his name. His name is the only name that brings salvation, that brings deliverance, and that brings health and healing. In Acts 4.12 it says, And there is salvation in and through nobody else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by and which we must be saved. Think about it. Salvation is in the name of Jesus. Do you know that we have the nations here in the Bay Area? And did you know that the nations are hungry for the truth? They're not hungry for a truth. They're not hungry for a teacher. They're hungry for the truth. Now, many of them are deceived and they're following other gods, small gods, G-O-D-S. But on the inside of them, there is a hunger and there is a thirst. Amen. And you and I have been given access to use his name. Hallelujah. We've been given the name which is above every name so that we can go forth and herald and, and tell the good news to the nations that are right here in the Bay Area. You know, in Psalm 2, he tells us, To ask of him. And that he would give unto us the nations for our inheritance. Literally that word nations means ethnos. The ethnicity. If you look at the San Francisco Bay Area. You will see people from the Middle East. You will see people from Asia. You will see people from Africa. You do not have to get on a jet to go to Bombay to reach a person from India. I'm doing better preaching than you are reacting. You don't even have to fly to the Philippines unless God leads you to, to reach somebody from the Philippines. And everyone said, Amen. So God, open our eyes. Open our eyes. That we may see that the fields are already white unto harvest, folks. And this is what you and I are all about. We are about proclaiming His name. And we are about witnessing in His name. And laying hands on the sick in His name. And how about this? Casting out devils in His name. You don't go looking for devils, but if devils show up, you got a name greater than demons, evil spirits. Everyone shout the name of Jesus. Ooh, hallelujah. Everything he is and everything he's able to do is contained in his name. That's why we pray in his name. That's why we should take time on a regular basis to meditate on his name and to think upon his name. And even when we're going through the valley of the shadow of death, we need to stop and we need to pause and we need to think about his name and how it impacts and affects us in our current circumstance. Right. Whosoever will call on the name of the Lord shall be saved and shall be 
delivered. Hallelujah. How many of you know his names are meaningful? God reveals himself by his names. It's really how we find out about his character. It's how we find out about his nature. It's how we find out about his intentions toward us through his names. I'm doing a series right now called Christ the Healer on Wednesday nights. And this Wednesday, we're going to look at some of his names of the self-existent one. Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Sidkenu. Jehovah Mekedesh. Jehovah Raha. Jehovah Rohai. Woo, Jehovah Nisi. And Jehovah Jireh. So he says, I don't know what those mean. Come Wednesday night. But his names are how we find out about him. See, part of knowing him is knowing his names. Part of having faith. Part of having hope. Really a part of having a confidence for daily life is in knowing his names. Paul said this, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. He said, that's my determined purpose. It's good to think on his name. It's good to dwell on his name. It's good to call upon his name. And here's what Psalm 91 says. Psalms 91 says, because you have set your love upon him. How many of you love him today? Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high. So number one, to be set on high and to experience deliverance, part of that is to set your love upon him. But a second part of this, an extremely important part of this, is because he has known my name. He has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I will deliver him, and I will honor him. And with a bummed out life, with a half-lived life, with a mediocre life, halfway up the mountain, no, with long life, with long life, but not only with long life, with a strong life, with long life. Somebody says, well, Pastor Mark, I, I, how long should I live? Live till you're satisfied. If you're not satisfied, keep living. And make the adjustments that are causing that dissatisfaction in your life. Now that's a word from heaven. If a person is always complaining and moaning and groaning, that person is not a happy person. That person is not a satisfied person. And there are reasons why dissatisfaction comes into our lives. And the reason is not the circumstances, because I can show you people that have the same circumstances, and one is very, very satisfied in life, and the other is extremely dissatisfied. You stand in the middle with your choice to choose to live, and to choose to be thankful, and to choose to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Anybody ever had to make any adjustments before? I think one of the biggest adjustments 
that we need to make as a way of life is adjusting our attitude. From an attitude of ingratitude to an attitude of gratitude. Just being thankful. Just being grateful. I think there should be some thank you, Lords, in the house right now. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, Pastor Mark, I don't even have my tree up yet. Thank you, Lord. I don't have money for gifts under the tree. Thank you, Lord. My relatives are coming in for Christmas. Thank you, Lord. Come on, somebody. In everything, give thanks. Why? Because pastor said so? No. Because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you and me. Yes. No doubt about it. We have a pastor. You just don't know how tough life has been. I know that life can be tough. I've experienced some tough spots. I've experienced some lean places. I've experienced some tight places. But he's also the God of the tight places. He's the God of the lean places. He's the God of the rough places. He can take your valley and bring you to the mountaintop. Come on, somebody. But it's like Joyce Meyer says, if you complain, you'll remain. But oh, if you praise... I said, if you'll praise. (laughs) Glory. I didn't know all that was in that verse. But that's for somebody today. Make the adjustments today. And you can go from the land of dissatisfaction to be abundantly satisfied. For I've said in my word that I will satisfy the souls of those who will reach out to me. I will satisfy the longing soul. So long for me, saith the Lord. Live for me and I will cause that longing to be turned into strength and to joy. And you'll be able to live life and enjoy it to the full. Amen. Praise God. Do you believe it? And don't misunderstand me. Making an adjustment can be done just like that. You don't have to go home and fast three and four days unless the Lord leads you to to make the adjustment. You can make the adjustment right now. What does an adjustment sound like? Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me for being a grump. Lord, forgive me for being a Grinch. Hallelujah. And he will. And he'll turn your sorrow. He'll turn your sorrow into what? He'll turn your sorrow into dancing, into rejoicing. Amen. And did you know you don't have to wait till you feel like it to dance? Is that right? You know, when we used to go to sock hops in high school. How many of you remember sock hops? You used to go to sock hops. And, and you know, us guys didn't know how to dance very good at first. So we were kind of like wallflowers. Standing up against the wall. But then we saw somebody we wanted to dance with. And we started singing to ourselves, Do you want to dance? Or, 
now that I can dance. Anyway, but sometimes you just got to get out there on the dance floor and start. I remember when I started dancing, you know, in high school, I'd step on the girl's toes and everything. She'd look at me like, I may not have felt a thing, but I got out there on the dance floor. And you just put one foot in front of the other. And next thing you know, you're doing the boogaloo. Or you're doing the funky chicken or whatever you used to do. Well, it's the same thing with God. She says, well, I don't, I don't feel a thing. Welcome to El Club. There's a lot of times I don't feel a thing. But I'm not waiting on a feeling before I start dancing. I have a dance floor in my house. And so I dance before the Lord in my house. So that when I get to church, it's easy for me to get on the dance floor. Now, I'm just saying this because some of you would do yourself a big favor if you just dance a little bit at home. If you just look in the mirror and go, ha, 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 and start laughing. Jesus never, ever, ever, his intent was never for us to live a bummed out life. Say it with me, it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. So you know his name today? Can you call on him? How many of you know you got to know who to call? If I have need of a plumber in my home, I'm not going to call up the guy cutting the lawn. If you need an electrician, don't call the plumber. You've got to know his name. And know his person so who you, you, so you know who you're calling on. You'll never call upon him as your healer, as your provider, and as your counselor unless you know him. Unless you know his name. Now look with me in Psalm 9, verse 9 and 10. It says, The Lord will be a refuge for the oppressed... A refuge in times of trouble. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. For thou, Lord, has not and will never forsake them that seek you. Young says this. And Jehovah is a tower for the bruised. A tower for times of adversity. They that trust in thee. Who know your name. For thou hast not forsaken those that seek thee. So we see tied in with seeking him and tied in with him being he or refuge is knowing him. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew 1. The Bible says this. In Matthew 1.21, it says, He shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name who? For he shall save his people from what? Now, understand this, that word save there does not just mean forgiveness. Now, when you come to Christ, you receive forgiveness. Aren't you glad you did? And if you need to come to him today, we know who to call on. But the word savior, this is awesome. It doesn't mean just to forgive. It means to remedy. It means to heal. And it need, means to make whole. You see, sometimes 
out there in the world, some of you were such big sinners that it affected your body. Some of you yielded to the spirit of this world so much that it affected your mind. I was one of them. It affected my body and it affected my mind. Sin, even though it's pleasurable for a season, will eventually take its toll on you. That's why it's wise as a young person to give your heart to Jesus now. And don't go out there in the world and try to work up some sort of a super duper testimony. In working up a super duper testimony, you may die. Because the wages of sin is death. Sometimes physical death. But death in the sense of the law of sin and death, which brings all sorts of junk into a person's life. And so some of us that were out there in the world were impacted by the residue of the world in our minds and in our bodies. But Jesus... I said, but Jesus, but Jesus, but God, who is rich in his mercy, came along and said, Mark, here's my word. It will restore your soul. It will bring you out of insanity into sanity. And then later on, when I found out that my body had been messed with as a result of drugs, the same God who said, I will, who said, I will restore your soul. He said, Mark, I am Jehovah Rapha, and I will remove anything and everything that the enemy has sown in your life. And it will be as if you were a new person in your spirit, in your soul, and in your body. That's the kind of God we serve. And when he said, I'll save you from sin, I will go in to your yesterdays and the torments of your past and the abuses of your past. For I'm not just the God of today. I'm the God of yesterdays. And if you'll invite me into your yesterdays, I will heal you. I will bring peace to your soul. Woo! Glory to God. You'll not have to live with the weight of condemnation. You'll not have to live with the weight of guilt. Because in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is your healer. And He is the lifter. And He is the glory and the lifter of your head. And so I speak restoration over you. I speak healing over you. I speak lifting over you. 
The lifting of your heart. The lifting of your soul. My, my, my. My, my, my. And some abuse their bodies. Some abuse their bodies through putting things into their bodies that have been harmful for them for years and decades. And it's brought diabetes and it's brought inflammation to the point we hardly have enough strength to get up in the morning. But my God is a restorer. And if you'll cooperate with him and you'll do what Dr. Jesus said, come on somebody, and you'll cooperate with your natural doctor, the super and the natural will come together and it will quicken your mortal body. And I speak at a fascicle and I speak restoration over your pancreas. And I respect and I speak remedy in healing over the damage that the enemy has wrought and over the damage that neglect has brought. In the name of Jesus. Just put your hand all on your body right now, all of you. In the name of Jesus, say it with me in the name. Of Jesus. I call my pancreas functioning normal. I call my liver completely free. I call my blood clean and clear. I call my mind and my soul completely fear free free from all fear. I believe that I receive. Hallelujah. I'm telling you folks, there's restoration in the house today. There's restoration in the house today. And I will renew your youth like the eagle. And I will even restore unto you broken dreams and broken vision. For hopelessness if not dealt with, will enter in to the soul of a man and bring regret. For I've said in my word that hope deferred causes the what? The heart to be sick or the heart to droop. If you're drooping today from a lost vision or broken dreams, cheer up. The head of the church is here today. Draw near to me, saith the Lord, and I will draw near to you. I haven't moved. You've moved. I said, come close to me, and I'll come close to you. And in drawing near to me, you'll begin to hear again and to see. And so those things that have been broken will be made whole again. And I will put in you a new dream and a new vision. And I will restore to you the years that the locust has has stolen from you. For I am your God and my hand is upon you. So be restored and be blessed and enter now in to my rest. Amen. Well, let's lift our hands and thank him. 
Glory to God. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Glory to God. My, 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 my. I didn't know all that was in there. It's in there. It's in there. It's in there. Yeah, but I, I, I lost, I lost so much. 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 I lost so much money. I lost so much in the relationships. Today's a new day, says the Lord. Today's a new day. Let the past go. The past is gone and must be forgotten. And know this, that my hand has never left you. My hand is still upon you for good. For the gifts and the callings of God that I placed in your life are without repentance. I have not changed my mind, neither will I ever change my mind about you. So declare this day, the hand of my good God is upon me for good. Say it again, the hand of the Lord is upon me. Say it real strong, the hand of the Lord is upon me for good. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Glory to God. You may be limping. Just as Mephibosheth was limping. But they brought him to the table. And my table is set for you. And on my table is provision and abundance and restoration. So don't draw back, draw near. Come to the table, saith the Lord. And eat. And there's healing at the table for that limp. Did you hear that? There's healing at the table for that limp. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Well, let's lift our hands and give Him praise. Glory to God. Ha ha. Ha ha ha, devil. You're a liar. Ha ha. You can't have this service, devil. You can't have this. You can't have this service. This is not just another gathering where we get three points in a poem. This is a day of restoration. This is a day of visitation. This is a day of healing. This is the day the Lord has made. So what is it we do in the day the Lord has made? We rejoice. We rejoice. Oh, rejoice not, oh my enemy. Rejoice not, oh my enemy, when I'm down. For I will get up again. I will rise again. Because he rose, I will rise again. You just hide and watch, devil. You may be laughing, you may be scorning, but it ain't over till it's over. And I declare it ain't over. Say with me, I'm going over. He's put me to the top. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above. Glory. Glory. 
Devil's told you he's going to kill you. Hey, he told you that 10 years ago. If he was so bad, you'd have been dead by now. Thank you, Lord. I thank God he's speaking to us today. I just sense in my heart from Romans there's nothing you've ever done that will ever separate you from the love of God. Could God forgive me of that? He already has. Now you just receive it by asking Him. Glory to God. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing's going to separate us from His goodness. So don't separate yourself from it. Don't separate yourself from it. He's good. He said, surely goodness and mercy are going to follow you all the days of your life. Don't try to ditch him. Don't try to get away from goodness and mercy. It's following you. Embrace it. Don't separate yourself. Hallelujah. Let's pray this together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the word from the Lord that nothing shall ever separate me from the love of God which is in you. And so right now, I open up my heart afresh and anew to you. And I receive forgiveness of sin. I receive healing for my body. And I receive a sound mind. Devil, you cannot have my mind. My mind is my mind. I declare... I have a sound mind and I have the mind of Christ. Now say this to me in the name of Jesus. Get out of my mind. Go. I bind you in Jesus name. And I plead the blood of Jesus over my soul, over my mind. Over my will and over my emotions. Doubt go. Fear be removed. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. His name shall be called Wonderful. Think about that. The wonderful name of Jesus. The word wonderful means astonishing. It means marvelous. It means amazing. It means miraculous. Think about that. His name shall be called miracle. Is he not a miracle working God? Miracle. When's the last time you saw something so astonishing or wondrous that it took your breath away? You saw a gorgeous sunset and you were reminded of the heavens that declare the glory of God 
and the firmament shows his handiwork. You've seen that. But here's my point. If we can be awestruck and in stark wonder at his creation, how much more should we be amazed at our Lord Jesus Christ? Say it with me, all that I am, all that I ever will have, all that I ever will be is through the power and the authority in His precious name. Hallelujah. Is He wonderful? Is He wonderful? Was it wonderful when Gabriel came to Mary and said, Mary, whoo, can we look at that just for a minute? Are you okay? If you need to go, I mean, you can go. But I've been speaking 41 minutes, and I don't usually speak over 45. But how many, are you guys okay? If you're not okay, the Niners game's not that important. One thing I learned from Pastor Hagen, my pastor, he said, always end on a strong note. Always end on a high note. I was preaching in camp meeting in Tulsa in 1995 with Brenda. They gave Brenda the afternoon meeting, and she preached on jumping the river. And man, they were jumping. And then I preached on Psalm 91 the next day, and it wasn't as good as Brenda's, but it was good. But I had a real high point in the message that I should have stopped at. And Pastor Hagen up in the suite later told me we're having a meal. He says, you know... You should have stopped right there. Because that was your high point. And I learned something from that. I learned not to wear the saints of the Most High God out. Are you listening to me? Some of you preachers need to listen good. Stand up, everybody. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and let's give him praise. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 So Gabriel shows up in this little town of Nazareth. And he comes along and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with you. You're blessed among women. How many of you know you're highly favored? How many of you know the Lord is with you? And how many of you know you're blessed? Say the I'm so blessed. The blessed people call me blessed. And he announced to her that you shall bring forth a son. His name shall be called Jesus. And she was wondering what this meant. She had never had intercourse with anyone. She was betrothed. She was engaged to Joseph. These were young people. She didn't doubt that it could happen. She just didn't know how. And the angel told her, don't you be afraid because fear will stop the miraculous conception. And fear will always stop the miraculous conception and reception of the sower sowing the word into our lives. 
That's why we've got to put fear on the run. And he said, he's going to be great. He's going to be awesome. He's going to reign over his kingdom forever and ever. There will be no end to this kingdom. She said, how in the world shall this ever be? And Gabriel said, the Holy Ghost. Some of you are wondering, how could it ever be? You've received the word. You've conceived the word. You're pregnant with promise. And you're wondering, how long, how long? And the angel said, the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Everyone say, the Holy Ghost. He's going to come upon you. And the power of the glory of God is going to overshadow you. The Shekinah is going to come upon you like it came upon Moses. And that which is in you will be conceived of the Holy Spirit. We could call it Christmas glory. Jesus was born in the glory. He walked in the glory. He went to death and gave his life, but he was raised by the glory. But how many of you know that he's coming soon and very soon in clouds of glory? Somebody shout, Amen. And they said, With God, nothing will be impossible. And here's what Mary said. And here's what we say in Hayward this morning. Be it unto me. Come on, somebody. Go like this. Be it unto me according to your word. Say it with me. Thy will be done in my spirit in my soul, in my body, in my family, in my nation, in my church. Be it unto me. Woo! Pastor Nancy said that in order to conceive, you first must receive. Receive the incorruptible word which is able to save your soul. Receive your healing today. Receive your joy today. Receive your restoration today. Receive revival of hope today in your life. Say with me, be it unto me. Woo! According to your word. Come on, 10 seconds of shouting and praise. Glory to God. Glory to God.